Now, when Shelly said ways to talk back to us, that's not what she meant, all right? There's no screaming from the crowd here of talking back when we're, uh, well, maybe there is. I don't know. But yeah, exactly. Thank you. It's March Madness, baby. I mean, that's what it is. Basketball games all day, every day, every channel you turn on, it's all basketball. And I'm just telling you, if you're a sports fan or not a sports fan, you've got to watch some of these because they're so good. You've got these kids playing on teams that never make it on TV, that are playing their hearts out, and maybe, just maybe, they're able to pull the upset, the David and Goliath kind of thing. Everybody playing with everything they have to win. And the biggest upset so far was number 16, fairly beating number one, Purdue, which is an amazing type thing. Not that I hate Purdue because I don't care one way or the other, but it's cool to see a number 16 seed, the lowest seed, beat a top seed in something like this. It's just so much fun because anything can happen. Anything. Anything can happen. And you think, well, no, no, that's impossible. Anything can happen. And you watch this tournament going, yeah, anything really can happen. And we're starting this new series today leading us in to the true event where the impossible became possible, where anything that could happen actually happened in an impossible kind of way, which is what Easter is about. And this series is leading us straight in to the greatest event in the history of events, which is Easter, because it changes everything. It changes everything for you, and it changes everything for me, and it changes everything for anybody who has ever lived. It's that important. And if you simply take a look at it, it can change your life. Now, here's how, how this is going to work. This new series today is all about looking at some of the things that Jesus said about himself that, again, leads us into Easter. And these things are a little bit unusual they're, they're a little deep, they're, 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 they're a little uh, kind of contemplative, you got to think through some of these, and they all start with this phrase, I am, these are Jesus' words, I am fill in the blank. Now, do you know any of those things that Jesus says about himself? I am, give me a word, the way. The way. I am the truth. I am the life. Yeah, that's actually all one saying. But yeah, that's really good. You got that. That's a good one. I am who they say I am. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I am the bread. I am the vine. I am, give me another one, the beginning and the end. Yeah, that, that, all that's right there. I am the truth. I am the gate. Um, I am the light of the world. Somebody had said that, you know, and today we're going to focus in on this one from John chapter 10, verse 11. Bibles, iPads, iPhones, whatever you got, open to the Bible app. Turn your Bibles open to John chapter 10 because we're going to hang out there for just a little bit. And in verse 11, you don't break your iPhone. It's okay. All right, we're good. All right, we're good. John chapter 10, we're going to start in verse 11 where he says this, I am the good shepherd 
and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now that's an important phrase. I am the good shepherd. Now, I, I, I get this, right? How many of you all are shepherds? None of us, right? I mean, that's what makes this so difficult. We're talking in terms and language that you're going, I don't know what a shepherd even does. I'm not sure what he is. I know he protects some sheep. I know that kind of works in that kind of way, but I don't know what a shepherd does because I'm not a shepherd. And we don't have many shepherds in our culture today. But we're going to walk through what a shepherd does. I am the good shepherd. Now, when I read that, here's where my mind goes. If he's the good shepherd, it means there must be some not-so-good shepherds out there, right? I mean, that's the opposite of, of what he's saying. I'm the shepherd, some not-so-good so shepherds. Um, verse 1 in John 10 says this, I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. Okay, so now you're getting a little more description of a shepherd. Now, what he's talking about here is he's talking about our spiritual enemy. Last fall, we worked our way through the book of Revelation, and our spiritual enemy comes out in the form of a dragon in the book of Revelation. And the dragon is, is Satan, and Satan's purpose is to kill, hurt, and destroy. That's his purpose. That's what he wants to do to all of us. Anyone that's a Christ follower, he wants to kill, hurt, and destroy. That's his purpose for us. And you look at your life and you're going, okay, well, if, if Satan can get us to just simply be addicted to something, guess what happens? Your life gets thrown off track. Kill, hurt, destroy. That's what he can do to us if you simply give in to those addictions because your life is now controlled by something other than God and it's going to lead you down a bad path. That's just the truth. Maybe for you, he gets you to give in to one of your temptations. Now, we all have different temptations. We're all tempted by something completely different than the person sitting next to you, but we all have temptations. And if he can get us to give in to one of those temptations, what happens? You start seeing yourself as a little bit less than. You start going, man, I'm, I'm just no good. I, I, I can't even control this. I keep giving in to this. I'm not who I need to be. Or maybe, 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 if he can get you to just mess up one time sexually, guess what happens if you're married? Guess what happens? Your marriage becomes distorted. Your marriage becomes turmoil. Your marriage becomes this thing that's not healthy anymore. And then, if he can get your marriage to not be healthy anymore, guess that what, what happens if you have kids? Then it causes turmoil in your kids' lives. And your kids' lives start to go on the wrong path because of what they see happening in your marriage. And your marriage is causing conflict because of what you gave into sexually. And it could have just been one time, but it's destroying you. And Satan's going, I win. Kill, hurt, destroy. That's my purpose. He wins whenever you give into those things. Again, it's John 10.10. The thief's purpose, steal, kill, destroy. And the good shepherd's purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. See the two differences? Kill, hurt, steal, destroy. Rich and satisfying life. 
One of the versions of this, this scripture says, he came to give us life and to give it abundantly to us. I think that's important to understand. God's plan for you is to have a life that's full and satisfying and, and, and just productive. That's what he wants for you. He doesn't want you to be killed and hurt and destroyed. He wants you to be fulfilled in this life. And if Jesus is the good shepherd, if he's the one that's, that, that's supposed to be giving us some of these things, who are we if Jesus is the good shepherd? Yeah. Just start bang at each other. I don't even know how to say that. Bah, kind of thing, you know? That, that's it. We're the sheep in this scenario. And, and, you know, sheep are animals that are mentioned more than any other animal in the Bible over 200 times. Here's the sad part. Being called a sheep is not necessarily a good thing, all right? Not in this culture and not in that culture, right? I, I mean, it's just not a good thing because sheep are not the smartest animals on the planet. They're just not. Not smart. Go to a circus, what do you see? Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. But what do you not see? You don't see sheep. Why? Because sheep aren't very smart. It's pretty hard to train a sheep. Craig Rochelle says this, the only way to make a sheep play dead is to shoot them. And that trick only works for one time, and then it's like, game over, you're done, you've done everything you can do. Philip Keller was a sheep rancher, and in his book, A Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm, he says that sheep require more attention than any other livestock. They just can't take care of themselves. Unless their shepherd makes them move on, Sheep will actually ruin a pasture, eating every blade of grass and leaving this fertile pasture as nothing but barren soil. Sheep are nearsighted. They're very stubborn, but easily frightened. He said an entire flock of sheep can be stampeded by a rabbit. Not real smart, guys, you know? And that's what he's calling us. We're, 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 we're sheep. Anybody watch the old cartoons with Sam the Sheepdog? and Ralph the Wolf. Anybody see those? Man, they are still some of my favorites. I want you to watch the expression on this sheep's face. Watch this. I left that last part in just because it was so good. You know, I love seeing him get beat up there. But you see the sheep? He's like, well, something's happening. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm just going to go with it. Whatever, take me, eat me, abduct me, whatever you're going to do, just do it. And I'm not going to do anything about it. 
That's how dumb sheep are. You know, just whatever, I'll just follow and do whatever you say. Here's four challenges of being a sheep. Number one, sheep get lost. Anybody else here get lost? Raise your hands. I know some of you are like me out there. I am directionally challenged. I don't know north, south, east, and west. I just don't. And I'm driving somewhere, and if my GPS tells me too late to make a turn, I'm in trouble. Because then it's going, pulling me back around, trying to get back to where I should have taken the first turn, so it takes me an extra 20 minutes to get wherever I'm going. I just get lost, and sheep get lost really easy. Now, some animals can find their way home, right? I mean, they just can. Here's a picture of Bucky, the black lab. Now, Bucky somehow traveled 500 miles from Virginia all the way back to his home in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Now, the people in Myrtle Beach, they couldn't keep him in their complex because it was a no dogs allowed kind of thing. They had just moved, so they took him to their dad's house to stay for a while until they got settled. And this dog made its way. I'm not staying in Virginia. I want to go back to South Carolina. 500 miles. That's pretty impressive. Sheep, not so much. All right? Not, not so much. No homing instincts. If a sheep gets lost, it's a goner. It's lost until it gets rescued by a shepherd. That's the way it works. Isaiah 53, 6. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each has turned to our own way. It's incredibly common for a sheep to walk away from the shepherd. It's just what happens. They stroll away. They say, oh, some green grass over here. I'm going to go over here and eat for a while. Oh, maybe there's something up here. I'm going to go up there and, 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 and kind of do that. Whatever makes me happy, I'm just going to kind of stroll around and roam around and do whatever I can do. I can't seem to make a good decision which is exactly where a lot of us are. We're really trying, and, and, and we're really trying to figure out life, but we just keep making pretty dumb decisions. Does that fit you? That fits my life. I just keep making stupid decisions because I don't want to follow where I know that I need to go and where God wants to lead me, and we just keep making these stupid mistakes and decisions, and we're lost. Because we're sheep without a shepherd. Or we're sheep that have wandered off from our shepherd. And again, get lost really easy. Sheep are defenseless. I mean, you look at most every other animal, fangs, horns, they can kick. Some can fly away. Some can blend into their environment. Some can run really, really fast. Sheep, they just stand there. You know, there's nothing they can do. They're defenseless. Now, I'm not saying we're completely defenseless, but we're kind of defenseless. Don't miss this. On our own, without other Christ followers around us to give us support and encouragement, with, without God and his protection of our life, without the good shepherd, we're vulnerable to all kinds of things coming in our lives. We, we, we just are. It's no wonder that so many people are so hurt and so messed up because we're lost and we don't have any way to defend us being lost. What do you have to defend against the temptations coming your way? If you don't have God on your side, how do you defend against those? You don't, and that's where culture is. 
There's no defense. You do whatever makes you feel happy. You do whatever makes you feel good. You live your life for you. And there's no weapon to defend against the things that are going to destroy you. And they will come back to destroy you. That's the way it works. Sheep are also stubborn. Someone look at the person next to you and say, I think he's talking about you right now. Okay, if you didn't do that, Brandon, talk to somebody, talk to him. All right? I don't care if you know them or not. Go three people down and tell them, I think he's talking about you. You're stubborn, right? That, 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 that's what it is. We, we're just stubborn. Some of you like, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because you're stubborn. That's why you didn't do it, right? I read where a sheep, whenever they um, walk, like if, if there's a mountainous type region and there's rocks and they're going between the rocks, if the rocks start to close in and they get tighter and tighter and start to get wedged in, they don't know how to back up. So they keep pressing forward until they are sheep on a stick for a, wa- a wolf to come and eat them. Hey, it's smorgasbord time. You're stuck in a rock. It's, it's a free meal. That, that, that's kind of how it works. And so you, you look at that and you go, well, you can't even back up. You need somebody to, to back you up, to help you, to keep you from hurting yourself. It's like the person that keeps saying, I'm out of money. I'm out of money. I'm out of money. I'm broke all the time. Hey, you want to go shopping and talk about it? That's the same way for us. We keep pressing forward doing these things that are not smart, that are not good, that are not wise, and getting ourselves deeper and deeper and deeper into trouble. Stubborn, not very smart. That's what a lot of sheep are, and that's what a lot of us are. Sheep are also filthy. You're going, wait a minute, Scott. The sheep in that cartoon was white. I mean, every sheep I see on TV, they're fluffy and they're white. That's because they were just power washed. It's TV. They get a manicure, a pedicure, whatever they got, their hooves. They get those done. They get washed. They're really, really white, but they don't have any ability to clean themselves. And if I can say this really respectfully, that's kind of how we are when it comes to God. We're pretty filthy our sin, the stuff we do in our lives, walking away from God. Those things leave us in a filthy kind of way before a holy and righteous God. Here's the bottom line to this. We need a shepherd. We just do. We need a shepherd. And we need a savior. And we need Jesus. And without him... We're vulnerable to anything Satan wants to throw in our paths. Call it culture, call it whatever you want to call it. Satan's winning the war because he keeps tripping us up and having us not think about him, but only think about ourselves. It's really good news when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. So what does the good shepherd do? He guides. We need guided, he guides. Psalm 23.3, he guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Anybody here ever need some advice? Just raise your hand. You need some advice? Where do you go? Maybe a parent, if your parents are still around. Maybe you go to a spouse if you're married. Maybe you go to your friends if you have some friends that, that you're pretty close to. Maybe depending on your age, you go to your kids. 
That's where I kind of find myself these days and a lot of times. Maybe for you, you have none of that. So you go to the Magic 8-Ball, and we have that really big version of it. Maybe that's what you do. Why is it that the last place we go is the place that we should have gone first? Why is it the place where we know we're going to get good advice, good direction, good purpose, is the place we never start with, which is God? God's got the answers. He wants us to live an abundant kind of life. So why don't we go there first? Why don't we allow him to help us make good decisions? Because we're stubborn. Because we don't want advice. We don't want help. Because we don't think he can. Here's, here's what it says in John 10, 3 through 4. The gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd. And the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them. And what do they do? And they follow him because they know his voice. The sheep recognize the voice of the good shepherd. who's going, come on, Scott, I don't know God's voice. Are you saying that God speaks to you out loud? Scott, this is God. Are you listening? Well, I've never had that experience. Some of you may have. I believe God still does that. God can speak like that. I believe God speaks through the Bible, through his word. Guys, if you haven't opened that book up lately, open it. There is so much good stuff in there, so much wisdom, so much good advice. He can speak through circumstances. He can speak through other people. God can speak in all kinds of different ways. Here's the key. Are you listening? Because if you're not listening, it doesn't matter if he's speaking because you're not going to hear him. Are you listening to God when he speaks to you? Is there someone's voice that when you hear it, you just feel safe? Anybody? Your husband, parents, friends. You know, for me, it was always my dad. Now, my, my dad's been gone since 2004. But when he was 50 years old, he, he got cancer, and it was in the throat, the thyroid-type area in his throat and some lymphoma, and they did a whole lot of radiation on my dad and uh, lost all of his hair. He was about six foot three, six foot four, and uh, thin as a rail after the radiation, and he couldn't speak. He had no voice because it destroyed his vocal cords, no saliva glands. It destroyed all of that. And, um, but it was interesting, every time... Like somebody would call, didn't have caller ID then, I'd pick up the phone and my dad would speak. I would know it was him because of his phrases, because of what he had said, because of how much time that I had spent with him. Those are important things to understand. I spent enough time to hear him. Now, if you don't know Jesus' voice, he, the good shepherd, here's the deal. It's because you haven't spent enough time with him. Do that. Open up the word. Listen to some, some good, godly Christ followers around you. Listen to what God says to you. You guide, and then you, God will guide you, and then you follow, and you will end up in a much better place. Here's the second thing that he does, is he provides. You know, God loves to provide for us. He just, look at your lives. God has provided so much for all of us. Uh, Psalm 23, 1 through 3. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. I love that phrase, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, at this stage of my life, I'll lie down anytime, anywhere, and try to catch a nap, all right? But sometimes he has to make us lie down. You have to do that to you? Hey, 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 time to stop. Time Time to slow down. Time to reflect and look at what's happening in your life. Sit down and listen. I love that. Keller says in his book that in order for sheep to lie down, four things are required. First of all, they have to be full. Hungry sheep are just going to keep eating. Secondly, they must be unafraid. If they're afraid, they're all, always a little bit nervous. Thirdly, they must be content. Um, if they're not comfortable, they won't lie down. Finally, sheep will not lie down unless there's harmony in the flock. I thought that's interesting. If there's conflict inside the the flock, the family unit, they cannot rest. And some of you know exactly what that means. Because for some of you, inside your families, there's conflict. Constant conflict. Relational issues, family issues, forgiveness issues. And you can't rest and you can't lie down because all those issues cause situations in your mind where you can never stop thinking and worrying about them. Anybody here like that? It goes on to say, he leads me beside quiet waters. Why quiet waters? Because sheep aren't very smart. The water's running really quickly. It's a rushing river. They're still going in for a drink. And what do you do when you have a fluffy white sheep fall into water? You have a cotton ball going down the stream. That's what you got. And they're going to drown because they don't know how to swim. The right kind of water. Jesus wants us to have a drink of the stuff that really satisfies us. And then the Bible says he refreshes my soul. I love this. I mean, God is such a good provider. It's not just about physical stuff because we all need physical things to be provided for for us from now and then but it's about spiritual provision. It's about taking care of us on a soul-to-soul kind of level. And the amazing thing is everything can be falling apart in your world, but if the good shepherd has your soul, if he's there connecting with you spiritually, you can make it through anything. And I mean anything. All because he's there guiding you. The third thing is this is that he corrects. Now, that may not sound like a big deal to you. I don't like being corrected. Any of you like being corrected? No. Yeah, exactly. None of us like that. But he likes to correct us when we're doing things that are bad. It says in Job 5, 7, he said, Blessed is the one whom God corrects. So we do not despise the discipline of the Almighty, for he wounds, but he also binds up. He injures, but his hands also heal. Here's what shepherds would do if they had a lamb that kept wandering off and wandering off and wandering off is they would take this rod that's about two two feet long and they would take that and they would break the leg of a lamb. I know it sounds pretty brutal, doesn't it? But what they would do is rather than have them wander off a cliff or get eaten, they would break the leg and then they would put the lamb around their neck and carry it. See the picture of Jesus with the lamb around his neck? That's what's happening. 
And he would carry that lamb until that lamb knew his voice and knew everything about him and was willing to follow him because he knew that that shepherd was going to be able to provide for him and protect him. And that's what God wants to do with us. That discipline is not always bad. But we need to be dependent on God to take care of us and know that he will. Now, there might be a time in our lives where God lets us suffer the consequences for our actions. Those aren't always bad. Sometimes those have to happen so we learn because we make stupid decisions. Here's, I want to close this today just by doing this. I want to read the first few verses of the 23rd Psalm, just the first few. And I want you to read them with me. They're going to come up on the screen. Go ahead and put the first up there. And I'm going to start. I want you all reading along with me until we're finished with this part. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the paths, the right paths, for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord for, forever. Anybody else need that? I do. I need the shepherd guiding me and loving me and protecting me and providing for me. I need that in my life because I am way too far off track sometimes. And I need that for me. Let's pray. Father God, I pray for everyone in this room and everyone online. God, may you provide, whether it's through pain or, or providing just what we need or providing some hope or, or, or providing some, some care. God, may, may you allow us to know that you're there for us because like sheep, we've all gone astray. Like sheep, we're not the smartest sometimes. And like sheep, we don't want correcting. But God, when you do that for us, you give us hope. And I pray for that in Jesus' name, amen.